Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson, and joined, as always, with me, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, brother? Oh, feeling good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. This is episode 20 for, for everyone out there. Uh, 20 episodes in the bag here, brother. Uh, you went by fast. It went by really fast, but you know what? We can, we're can we just getting started here. You know, that's the way I kind of look at this and the way I, I feel that, you know, we're, we're, we're projecting. So things are good. Things are good. We're just going to keep rolling with it. Episode 20. Let's get it off, man. Absolutely. So I guess before we start with anything, I guess we got to talk about Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of Raw last night. What's up with that? What are the rumors about that? Okay, so basically, this is what I've gathered so far, and I try to gather more information today. Um, but really, there's not much changed in terms no. of new updates per se, like valuable updates. That is, I mean, there's a lot of rumor yeah. and speculation. Um, basically, they were happy with the um, with participating in the six pack challenge or the, the the gauntlet, whatever that match was. It was supposed to be. Uh, a six-person gauntlet match or a six-pack challenge match or something like that to determine the next contender for Bianca's title at uh, Hell in a Cell. So basically, they, from what I understand of the things that I've read and, and heard from other people um, through via text messages or phone calls that I've made earlier today, uh, some, of the, some of the things that I've been hearing is that they felt disrespected. They felt that... Um, you know, there wasn't enough time to prepare because apparently they came into the arena that morning and were told about this match uh, from Molly Holly, who's actually one of the producers now for, for WWE, which is great to see. Um, so, so they basically have that going on where they were very unhappy with the direction. They were unhappy with the direction that uh, the women's tag team titles were being regarded. Um, the funny thing here is that Naomi was supposed to win this match and go on to hell in the cell to lose to Bianca, obviously, but to have a title match against Bianca. Now, here's the real funny thing. Sasha was supposed to go on to hell in the cell to face Ronda too for this backdown title. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm confused to, but to what it's all about. <clears throat> um, so this reminds me of when Stone Cold took his ball and went home. Well, I mean, Stone Cold took his ball and went home on show day. Uh, CM Punk did the exact same thing on a show day. Um, that's unprprofessional on the Omi and Sasha to do that. I don't care what the reasoning is. You're a pro. You get out there. You don't okay. walk up like that. That's not right. Well, it's been a mixed reaction throughout the industry as well. A lot of the people are supporting them and saying, you know, you have to stand up for for yourself and whatnot. Um, well, what are they standing up for? They're standing up because they don't like the booking, so they walk out? That's what it seems like. You know, I mean, it's, right off the top. No, yeah, what... it's it's really unfortunate. What's really funny is Jimmy Uso was on the card last night as well. So, I mean, he ended up staying there for the rest of the show. This isn't independent wrestling. This is professional wrestling. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You know, you got to do you. <clears throat> I don't want to say you got to do what you're told, but, you know, if that's the match. That's how it's booked. You got to do it. Be a pro. Honor that. You're booked. Up? The fans are expecting to see you. What about the girls that spent their money and the boys to watch these stars? They don't show up. Well, apparently Vince was really pissed off. I mean, I he was talking. Him. He was talking in the headsets, you know, some of the things that Corey Graves was saying were very Vince-like comments. Yeah. So, you know, I know he was pissed off. Apparently, they walked into Johnny Laurinaitis, you know, Johnny Ace's, Johnny Laurinaitis's office um, with their bags packed, put the tag team titles on the table and walked out. Um, you know, 
There's one word to describe that, dude. Unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was unfortunate. Oh, was someone's cutting the grass in the back there, brother? Some have a neighbor, I think. Nah, fair enough, man. It is that time of the year, springtime. Yeah. Get the gardens all beautiful and everything, but that's okay. We carry on. Uh, yeah, so, so what are the people that are justifying their behavior? How, how can they justify that? What are they trying to say? I guess a lot of the talent is saying, like, for example, uh, FTR, which we'll mention a little bit later here uh, as we go along. Um, Dax, Dax and Chase, um, they, they basically are saying that, you know, we stand by you always and things like that. And other other superstars are saying, you know, like, yeah, we support what you're saying and doing. Uh, one interesting one was Woo Woo Woo, um, Zach Ryder. He, he basically said, oh, man, when I was pushed off the stage in a neck brace by Kane, I should have gone into, you know, Johnny's office and put my neck brace down and said, you know, I don't feel comfortable in these conditions sort of a deal. And I uh, guess who chimed in to uh, kind of to, to, to shoot at him? Uh, your good buddy, CM Punk. <laughs> the biggest crybaby of all. Yeah, he says, well, you know, if you were going to do that, you should be able to defend the others too, something along those lines. I'm just paraphrasing, paraphrasing yeah. no no quotes here, but um, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's really hard to say. I mean, some people are saying it could be mental health issues as well, but I mean, this is not the first time. Both of, them, both of them have mental health at the same time? Well, you know what? And, and I think, and this is, this is where things might get a little controversial with me here uh mental health i i completely understand it i think it's a real thing 100 percent. people are out there suffering every single day i personally believe we all have a little bit of mental health issues all of us do somewhere along the line but majority of us don't know about it or we just control it really well but i really feel it's it's just an easy scapegoat for everyone nowadays it's almost diluting what it truly is to have mental health issues you know well, you're right the hard part is is that you, you don't know if it's true or not, right? So people, sometimes it's legit, but a lot of the times it's not legit. And if you say anything, then you're the bad guy for questioning them, you know? So, 100%. And I just feel like it's almost an easy excuse for everyone these days. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost a way out of anything that, that you need to do or, or accomplish. And that really hurts the people who are truly suffering. Absolutely. You know, and that's my point. I, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody out there in any form or shape. I, I just feel like just... As a stat, as a bystander, watching everything unfold as the world unfolds into this new era of, of existence and, and the way people think and the way people do, it's it just, um, I almost feel that people who truly need the services and people who truly need the support aren't getting it because it's, it's becoming diluted. Yeah. You know, uh, with, without, without their side of the story or, or what's going on, it's really hard to know what's, what it is. We're only hearing what side. They, they <laughs> could have honored the match. They could have done their match and then done something about it after. To walk off like that, that's, that's wrong. Well, the other part is they, they were saying uh, Sasha and Naomi were complaining about two of the girls that were supposed to be in that match as well. So, I mean, if you figure Naomi, or herself, saying. Becky, and Asuka do drop and nikki ash so if you ask me which two are you feeling that are unsafe you feel unsafe around working with it'd have to be drew drew drop and nikki ash you'd think so you would have to i mean i don't see them saying that about becky or oscar no i don't think it's not about becky right so i mean uh, what does that do for those girls what are you saying to them i mean there's so many layers to this I mean, it's hard 
it's hard to conceptualize the whole thing or take one side over the other side without not knowing what both sides are talking about. Yeah, I don't know what happened, what went down, but bottom line, if you're booked for a match and you're at the show, you go out there and perform, you're professional. This is not independent wrestling. Well, well do and the funny thing is WWE jumped out in front of it. Like, it's it's really rare for them to do something like that, to kind of post a statement, have a statement, calling them unprofessional in the statement. They're right. They're 100% you know? right. Um, which is weird. So, I, I you know, I, I guess I woke up this morning thinking, okay, it's a work. No, I knew right. it was. I, I knew it was right. legit. I thought it was a work only for this because then my creative juices started flowing, thinking, okay, who could be the next contenders for the tag team titles? It would probably be Drew Drop and Nikki Ash. I think that would be the next two that, you know, the new tag team form, blah, 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 what have you. Um, I thought maybe it was a work because they were saying there's two competitors that they're not feeling comfortable with. Um, and of course, it's those two, I can't, as we talked about. That being said, that could just work into a program. Oh, you don't think we're safe or blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of like a shoot work program. That's what I thought was going on. But this morning, you know, uh, reports from Fightful and uh, other sites have all confirmed basically this isn't Dave Meltzer. They've all kind of confirmed now this is not a work. This is, or sorry, this is legit. This is um, something that's actually happened. That being said, I went to the WWE page. Uh, both of their pictures and their profiles are still up, so they're not out of the company. Um, but this kind of leads me to some other superstars as well recently. Alexa Bliss, for example, uh, she publicly came out saying she's not happy with the direction of things. You know, things are going. She's been ready to go for a while. She wants to come back, but, you know, she's just, they, they, they haven't brought her back in any capacity. She's come back now for the last two weeks. Um, kind of just finding her way again it seems like i mean she still caught her little doll with her but she's not that dark character she was so i hope things get better for her because she she is really good i really enjoy alexa bliss um another guy that kind of falls into this kind of category as well would be mustafa ali who actually did leave but then came back and realized that you know no matter how long he stays away he's gonna have to sit out his entire contract in another three months. So he comes back, but I think they're treating him really bad here with this whole program they got him on now. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't blame them. Honestly, what would you do if you're events? You do the same well, thing, right? You know, I, I, I'm not in his shoes. I'm not backstage. So, you know, just, I feel like a guy like Mustafa Ali, who was on the verge of something great, you know, unfortunately got injured and Kofi got that spot and, we all know the rest about Kofi Mania and, uh, you know, Mustafa just wasn't able to get that that energy back again. Um, but it's really easy, it seems, for guys and the girls to just be, I don't like what's going on, I'm going home. It's, it's, it's not right, dude. From CM Punk to Stone Cold to Naomi and Sasha, you, you're supposed to be a pro. You're at the top level, the big leagues, and you, and you, take, you do that. It's, it sends the wrong message. Well, I get it. The Fed is the juggernaut of the industry and I get it all. And I, I've heard the stories and I heard how people get treated. But you know what? It's like any other job, man. Yeah, in my exactly. opinion. I mean, I would love anything, anything in this world to be able to be backstage and work in some capacity for for a wrestling promotion or a boxing promotion. You know, it would just that's the dream job. Yeah. You know, I, I all the money they're getting paid too. People forget that they're getting hundreds of thousands, some cases millions of dollars. And you want to go home and pout like a little baby when you got dudes landscaping and digging ditches? I don't feel bad for them at all. No, I, 
I, I don't feel bad for them at all either, but I do understand the work environment. I know how taxing it can be. I can mm -hmm. appreciate that, right? But again, you yeah. know what? Without knowing their side of the story, it's really hard for me personally to kind of say one or the other who's right or who's wrong, right? We're all basing it off of what's being fed to us, what, 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 you know, the, the Fed well, has given us. Sure is, the only one thing we all know for sure, they were booked and they didn't show up. They walked well, up. They walked off the show, and that that changed the whole dynamic of the show. I mean, you, you yeah. gotta you gotta show the network is paying two hundred and fifty six million dollars a year for, it. Yeah. and 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 you get this kind of situation where this happens. You know, it, it, it's a, it's unfortunate. Um, but like the one good thing that'll come of this is gives the chance for the other girls to step up and grab that golden ring. Well, I mean, let's see who does it now, right? I mean, it's yep. going to be kind of interesting to kind of see how this all kind of plays out. But like I said, this is not the first time Sasha has done this. She did this at WrestleMania when they lost the titles, her and Bailey. She took off for yep. God knows how long and then came back. She did this again after WrestleMania. And now, now we're I, off. Well, I don't know. I, I, don't, I know the one at WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania with, with Bailey. Uh, had some controversy surrounded around it. Uh, the second one, I think it was just for health reasons or whatever. I'm not sure exactly. But again, this is the third time she, she's kind of walked away, right? And, and and the funny thing is she walked away having the gold, having the opportunity to, to, to fight Ronda for a title. Granted, neither one of those two were scheduled to win. But how can you complain about your program or... or, or or, or how you're being used. You're being, you're both champions. You're getting title opportunities on top of being tag team champions. Okay, I get it. Maybe you're not putting enough attention on the women's titles. Maybe you feel that's the case. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're at the top level, man. They got the gold. What more can can they ask for? But that, again, just from the outside looking in, I don't know what's going on inside. Yeah, you know, it could be right. But at the end of the day, you're paid lots of money to get out there and perform and do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you want, if we walk off our job like that, we're fired, dude. Simple as that. You know, and I understand this is a different business and a lot of money at stake, but maybe it's time for them both to go. Well, you don't want to be there, go somewhere else. Go work the Indies, go to AEW then. See, I like it there, you know. This kind of action kind of deters anyone. I would think any other promotion to want to bring them on. They will for some cheap pop, some ratings, you know what I mean? The only thing I can see is like if they go to an AEW, then they start bad-mouthing Vince and the WWE. And you know, this is this this is the stuff that makes Tony Khan salivate, in my opinion, AEW and Tony Khan. I mean, here you have another situation where people are unhappy in the in the WWE and they're gonna, you know, try to market it and build it to their own advantage. Um but there are talents in AEW who also feel the same way about their position. And yeah, you can't keep everybody happy. There's really going to be somebody that doesn't like this or that. Well, I mean, look at AEW. They're so talent heavy. Like, you know, I, yeah, granted, I'm not watching AEW on a consistent basis, but I haven't seen Miro in a long time. Right? Yeah. The former Rusev. Yeah. Like, majority of the guys that are there, and you know, it's funny, I saw this uh, headline, I didn't read the article, but. Eric Bischoff, a man I really don't usually normally agree with, um, he said that TM Punk is the biggest bust in wrestling. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100% he's right. 
You know, the funny thing about CM Punk, he thought this was like an NWO outsiders, you know, Nash and Hall coming to WCW. No, not even close, dude. I think Moxley did it better than he did. Yeah. When he came into the mind, he's the greatest star, the best talker, the best wrestler, the most over guy, but none of those are true. Well, I mean, he's he's talented. He's good, but he's not on the level that he thinks he is. Well, and, I mean, you know, he's just like I said before, I think, you know, he's this generation's and I love Bret Hart, but he is this generation's Bret Hart. Yeah, I, I don't know. But in the sense, meaning I wise, when I say that, when I say that, he's still living in a kayfabe world. Yeah. That's and from that perspective. You yeah. know, like, I mean, at, at, at one stage, Brett literally believed everything that was happening as, you know, as his character would. I don't yeah. think Brett was separating, you know, work and, and real. The one thing that CM Punk and Brett have in common, they're both very, very bitter and very angry guys. Well, that's, that's the problem. Everybody's done them wrong. Everybody, yeah. but look in the mirror, guys. Well, I mean, remember Sean went home too. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, there's no shortage of guys who just quit on the spot. And, you know, I, I I don't know. I think something needs to kind of be figured out here because this is happening a lot more than, than I'd like to see in the industry. Yeah, I don't like it. Right. But hey, let's look at Raw. I mean, there was a show last night, nonetheless, which was changed God knows how many times on the fly after the walkout here. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Omos opened up the show here in a steel cage match. Yeah, that was uh, cool. It was kind of cool to watch. Alexander came in, tried to attack from behind. It was, you know, pretty much a three against one, even though they were in a cage. Um, MVP with his cane from the outside. Alexander actually jumped into the ring at one point and, you know, got got thrown off the top of the cage into the ring which was a pretty cool spot to see uh the ending of this one came when omos had lashley and threw him through the cage very similar to um to what happened in saudi arabia when um who, who was it was it brock and um roman in a steel cage or was it a big show cage in there i don't think no it was someone it was someone then his foot landed out. Same, same kind of ending, anyways. Uh, Bobby got through, got thrown through the cage. Yeah, and, that was cool. And then he kind of, you know, just rolled off of it, and he won the match that way. Um, Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the United States title. This is what I was talking about earlier. How they're, they're, you know, constantly putting the screw to this guy now. So yeah. Theory comes out, and he basically says, "There's no way I'm fighting for this title. You now, what have you done?" To, to earn the right, you know? So um, out comes Veermont and uh, The Miz as special guest referee. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. So very simply, Veermont beats the shit out of him. Uh, match ends. The three of them start beating the shit out of him. And uh, we see the return of the Mysterios. They come back and make the save. So there you go, man. Yeah, it was a good good little spot. I didn't mind it. it Mysterios are going to turn on each other eventually here, Ray, and you're going to see father or son match. It's got to happen. Uh, I, if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen in SummerSlam. That'd be cool. I, I mean, it, it has to be for one of the big shows. I don't see this happening on, like, uh, yeah, it has to be on a big show. It has to be on one of the you big shows. You think that's going to happen? They're turning each other? It has to. I mean, I think that's where the... I think for, for Dominic to evolve and grow, he needs, he'll have to do something like this. So here's a question for you. Uh-huh. 
Would Dominic be in the Fed if it wasn't for his dad? Well, I think he'd have a harder route to it. Right? To be fair, I, I'm not saying that he couldn't. think he's talented enough to be there right now? I think he'd be better served at NXT where he can hone his craft and, you know, find his timing and learn his psychology better. But that being said, man, he's learning from one of the best guys in the world. Right? And, yeah. and kind of being on the main roster, you know, it's a testament to him to be able to still kind of hang as best as he can. I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm, there's a lot of improvement there, but, you know, being able to work with guys like Edge and things like that, you know, guys yeah. like that that are there, that's a huge benefit for him. I think, you know, that's what probably is better for him than being in NXT. Smart you know, play he, by Vince, you know, sign Ray, sign his kid to keep Ray there. I mean, it's smart. Kind of interesting. I mean, they signed The Rock's daughter, but she, she I don't think she's even been, she's done a few house shows for NXT, but I don't think they brought her up there yet. No, and she's and she's been there almost two years. She'll get her chance soon, I think. Well, eventually. I mean, I mean, but I almost feel the Rock and Ray are are kind of approaching their 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 children's roles or paths a lot differently. You know, Ray's getting skyrocketed where where she's actually getting the proper tutelage and training. Yeah, you know, so well, fair play. I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised. You know, I, I think the only reason she hasn't been released is because she's the Rock's daughter. Because a lot oh, of the people, a lot of the people who have been released are in the same boat that she's in right now, right? Yeah. So you know, I, I, I mean, from that perspective, I think Daddy's name is giving her a lot more free—not necessarily freedom or whatnot, but just a lot more leeway to kind of um, to have the time to grow and, and, and get better. Yeah. Um, next match, Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. We're kind of building up to this unification match at Hell in the Cell. Uh, basically, very quickly here, Jay, Jay gets uh, sent to the back by the referee, which confuses Jimmy, and Riddle wins with a quick uh, roll-up. And so that was basically it. There was no Randy there tonight. So, you know, that that's just kind of a, yes, a little piece... A little piece of the puzzle building up to this hell in the cell. Uh, AJ and Finn versus Lost Lotharios. Now, I like this because it's about time they did this. Two former leaders of the Bullet Club. Yeah. Finally joining forces. And it's actually, and yeah, and actually acknowledging, you know, each other oh. with, with, with the too sweet and whatnot and what have you. It's kind of funny because AJ was the one who beat up Finn Balor to kick him out of the Bullet Club when yeah, he came true. to Japan. That's when Finn came over to WWE. Yeah, And then it was Omega who beat up AJ Styles to get him out of the Bullet Club when he came to the WWE. So is this Bullet Club still a thing? Is there any members left on the indie circuit or what's up with it? Yeah, no, it's still happening in Japan. The Bullet Club's still rolling, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the names that were there that kind of had the recognition um, are probably in AW or WWE now. So, the, you know, like half the, half the faction, the faction that people cared about maybe, is that one way to say it, that people that actually invested in, half of them are in w AEW and, you know, two of the former leaders are... WWE now. Yeah. Uh, they they were joined by Liv Morgan at ringside, which is kind of interesting. So 
I think we're going to see Damian Priest, uh, Edge, and Rhea Ripley against those three at probably Hell in the Cell. It hasn't been announced, but... Um, Speaking of that, that fact is getting a lot of heat. A lot of people are, are trashing that, eh? The writers and stuff? Which one? The Judgment Day? Faction. They're saying it's not good, it's boring, it's played out, uh, cliche, promos. That's what I read today. Well, it's, what did I tell you last time we talked? Uh, I, I said, you know, it's very similar to what Alistair Black is doing, yeah. um, you know, in 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 WC or AEW. We've seen this faction many a time, man. I mean, I think Wyatt's oh. made it famous. Bray made it the best. I mean, I guess the godfather of this genre would be The Undertaker. You know, yep. uh, this, this dark emo kind of mysterious group. I mean, The Brood. The brood of Gangrel, yeah. Right? I mean, if you think about it, the, the, the godfathers or, or the pioneers of this genre would be the brood and uh, the undertaker. Yeah. And, there, and there's been so much after that. I think the best, ver- you know, the, the best version outside of those two would have been Bray White. It's too bad he's gone. He's quite a talent. He's a talent, but you know what? He's not even in AEW. The guy's probably just taking his time. He's, he wants to do film, I understand. Uh his wife had a baby. He just got married as well, I believe. So um, I, I don't see the rush, man. I don't see the rush for him to go anywhere. I mean, if he went to AEW, what would he do? They made a joke of the uh, um, that the group that was there. What are those guys called? Um, Which group? The Dark Order. Okay. Right? So uh, the, uh, Brody Lee was the leader of the Dark Order, who was also with, with Wyatt when he was here the white family um after he passed away uh, suddenly you know the dark order kind of just became a comedy or or you know i don't know man they, they just lost a lot of steam so i thought that when bray left or, or got fired or was released i thought that it would only be fitting for him to come in there and, and kind of take over that faction and then kind of build it up again but that never happened he never showed up i thought there was a few times where he was going to show up but uh he never signed, man. He never signed up yeah. with those guys or, or or continued with them. So I don't know what's on his agenda, man. I mean, neither one, neither brother's kind of doing anything right now. So remember Bo Leave? I like Bo Dallas. <laughs> Bo Dallas is cool, man. That um, is good. You know, he, so so that that's basically, you know, what's going on there with that guy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll, see, we'll see where he goes. Um, Alexa Bliss, who we talked about earlier, who was very vocal about not being used or, or or being able to get into a program or whatever. She beat uh, Sonia Deville again for a second time in a row. Deville's having a hard time. She's lost her managerial status. Now she's just a worker. Um, good story. I like it. I like what Sonia's doing here. Uh, she's building up her character really nicely. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Alexa. I mean, she's still walking out with her doll, but she's kind of more cheery. She's, she's kind of lost some of the darkness. So I don't know what they're doing with her. I don't know, you know, what the build is for her. You might but... get a chance now with Sasha Naomi gone. Well, I mean, let's see. Let's see where they're going to go with all of this. I mean, Charlotte's not there either. She's kind of been written off for a little while too now. So she's neither on the show as well. Pardon me. <clears throat> Cody comes out and cuts his promo. Now, it's really interesting what they're doing with Cody Rhodes here. Eh? They had the countdown. Uh, you know, in two hours and five minutes, Cody will be here. Like, wow, this is really amazing stuff that they're doing with him. Uh, the countdown to Cody Rhodes, man. They're really pushing this kid, this man. Sorry. 
Well, you got to give Cody congratulations because at this Hell in the Cell, I believe he's going to be the main event for the first time, I think, in his career in WWE. Yeah, well, he's going to get there. But, I mean, this program with Seth, as I said, I don't think is over. And sure enough, it's not over, man. So, Raw last week went off the year with Cody getting the shit kicked out of him. And he really sold that ass kicking, man. He really yeah, he got did. the shit kicked out of him. Um, with Seth saying to him, you'll never take anything away from me again. And, uh, you know, which is kind of like, what are you talking about? That's what I was left with. Like, what, what did he take away from you? Two wins? Two victories? Right? Like, I mean, what did he take away from Maybe you? Maybe he made you stealing his thunder, stealing the number at the top Perhaps, spot. perhaps, perhaps that as well. Like, so Cody comes out and he goes, you know, the million dollar question, what did I take away from you? You know, he asked it himself. Yeah. And uh, he basically, he, he went on and he talked about, you know, when he was here and he did everything very happily. He put the star makeup on. He did everything that was asked of him, you know, didn't complain. Meanwhile, you know, he was there when Seth and Roman came in and saw them getting shot to the moon. And, uh, you know, he didn't complain. He did said nothing. He just carried on. He did what he had to do. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, yeah. So, so he basically said, he comes out and says, listen, let's settle this once and for all. And hell in the cell. So for the pay-per-view's namesake, we finally know which, at least one of the hell in the cell matches, if not the only one. So those two are going to go hell in the cell. That's going to happen for sure. We also know now that Asuka is going to go against Bianca for the title. That'd be a good match. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun match, man. I love Asuka. I was so happy. Like I, I actually felt like a mark when she came back. Oh, she's really fun, you know, and, and she, she's so fun to listen to. Like her promos are completely loud and, and unless you know how to, unless you know Japanese, it's just, just noise. It's just loud. You know, she's just, oh, I, I love it. Boisterous, yeah. boisterous. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, chance to the Thoris Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways, back to the show. Chad Gable versus Ezekiel. He's joined with Otis and Kevin Owens. And these three dudes are still trying to prove that Ezekiel is not Elias's little brother, but Elias himself. Um, I guess this is the storyline for the youth, I would have to say. It's fun. I'm enjoying watching it. I like it. Yeah, it's good fun. Right? But this is probably one of the kids' storylines. Yeah. You know? Goofy, yeah. And... I like it a lot, and I, I, you know, I think the right guys are in this. You know, the right guys are involved with this. I just hope they don't get stuck as the comedics. You know, <clears throat> not, yeah, maybe not Owen, but I can see Chad and, and Otis taking that kind of role. <clears throat> Chad's kind of going with the Kurt Angle. Remember when Kurt Angle got silly for a bit? <clears throat> silly for a bit. No, hundred percent. And I think he models a lot of what he does or, or, or styles himself after a lot after Kurt Angle. Um, if you haven't had the opportunity, check out the table for three on the WWE Network with Angle, um, Chad Gable, and Otis as well. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. Listening. I didn't see that, but I, that sounds good. Yeah, I know. Check it out. It's pretty fun. All right. So, the sh so sorry. Basically, um, reverse roll-up win for Exegio. So uh, Chad got him. He had him pinned in a roll-up two-count. He got out of it and kind of reversed it and got the win himself. Um, so that story continues. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't know how they're going to do this. Uh, I don't know how fast Xavier can grow a beard. 
to have Elias come back. But I don't know that. Put a fake one on him. Yeah, they'll figure something out. But if you put a fake on, how good does it have to be so it doesn't fall off if he starts competing? <laughs> do that, I guess. <laughs> Shit. That's awesome. So this leads up to the finale of the night. What was supposed to be a six-pack challenge or a six-woman gauntlet match now turns into Asuka versus Becky for the number one contender match. Now, my understanding was that Kenny Dykstra from the Spirit Squad and one other were the producers for this match. Um, it only went nine minutes because I think just they didn't know what they're, you know, I guess yeah, they didn't have enough time to put caught off guard. They didn't have enough time to put it together, but you know what? They accomplished a lot in this nine minutes. Um, they got their spots in. Everything was cool. The finish kind of came like this. Uh, Bianca sitting at ringside, you know, with the commentating table to just kind of watch view and put her two cents in. Becky comes down there, tries to uh, goad her into uh, punching her so she can get this. So Oscar can get disqualified. She doesn't buy it. Um, somehow or the Oscar, somehow or the other, Oscar comes out. Becky throws her into Bel Air, um, and then gets thrown back into the ring. Bel Air distracts the referee. Oscar, a bit of a heel move here. Old Oscar heel move. She does the uh, Muda Mist, sprays the green mist in her face, and uh, there you go. Kick to the face. One, two, three. Oscar is going to helm the cell against Bianca Bel Air. I don't know. The, it was okay raw overall. Decent. I think I think it was a decent raw. It was fun. I mean, it, it basically it just kept moving everything along. You know, I I think this show was stolen by the whole Naomi and and Sasha walking out, which I'm still surprised that they brought it to light right away. Yeah. You know, they 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 put a statement out during the show. They talked about it and everything, so they're not hiding behind it. It's true. They're not hiding behind this at all. Um, Just think how good Raw could be if it was only two hours. I think a two-hour Raw would be perfect in my you opinion. You can trim a lot of the fat, right? Get out some of the nonsense matches, some of the promos that aren't needed. Just get right to the best stuff, you know, like they used to. But I understand for TV and advertising. I get why they do it, but two-hour Raw would be really good. If you break down the whole show entirely, I mean, obviously the show is only about two hours and 30 minutes or two hours and 40 minutes long with all the yeah. commercials uh that other 40 minutes honestly are just recaps i know you know at the top of hour two this is how the show opened blah 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 at the top of hour three this is what happened and throughout hour two and hour three you're you're getting flashbacks or or look backs at what happened earlier in the night and whatnot so you can probably cut a lot of that out and get it down to two hours. I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at the matches and what's actually shown, it's a two-hour show. It truly is a two-hour show. So, you know. Uh, two hours, man, has got to be. But it never will be, though. No, it, it, maybe one day. It's Who knows? Money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll see where they come from and, you know, what they do. But again, who knows? Knowing us, they'll probably turn it into a four-hour show. <laughs> Right, so yeah, right, so so that's basically that was raw. So as at this time, we know right now that we have the Usos against RK Bro. We got Bianca against Oscar um, now, and so those are the first two matches that we know that are going to be set for Hell in the Cell. Um, I I think you're going to get a six mixed tag with uh, 
Judgment Day against the new Bullet Club, I'll call them for now. Seems so that, that way, yeah. yeah, it seems like that way, right? And then I probably you're gonna see I'm I'm just guessing off the top of my head. I guess you're gonna probably see Owens versus Exegio in some form. Oh, Seth and Cody Hell in the Cell. Can't forget about yeah, that one. Right. So I, I think it's going to be about five, six passage here. I don't know what Roman's going to do unless Roman's going to defend against Drew McIntyre on this card. I guess we'll find out this Friday. Um, so, yeah. We'll have, also, I think it's June 5th, so it's coming up quick. Yeah, it's coming up fast. So, I mean, well, they still got a couple more shows that this week. Yeah. So about three weeks of buildup, four weeks of buildup. So I think they have enough time to kind of give us a good product there and uh, go from there. But, hey. A lot of stuff happening here locally this week as well, man. We're coming into a long weekend. All-Star Wrestling is back at the Maritime uh, Center in Vancouver. Uh, a last man standing match between the Thunder from Jalunder versus our friend, Mr. PP himself, Vance Nevada. Um, that's just one of the matches that are going to be there. Uh, last time I was there, I had an amazing time. It's it's a lot of fun. Oh, Little yeah. Miss Miss, I took Little Miss Miss out. She loved it. She wants to go again. So, uh, yeah, we will be there for that show as well. Let's also, not forget the return of Robert Mitchell to the, to the referee. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Robert Mitchell, good friend of the show, good friend of ours. He will be returning in the capacity of referee, which is going to be exciting to see. I don't think he's done a match in a couple of years, right? So. Yeah. And Randy Myers will be on the card. He hasn't been in the All-Star card for a while, so that'd be cool to see him back. No, fantastic, man. So so some returns, some good matches. Um, I will post a bit more on this on the Instagram for you guys, so to give you a bit more of a rundown of what's going to be happening on this card. But if you're in the area and you don't have plans for Saturday night, come out, check it out. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, there's there's everything for everyone at one of these shows. You know, it's, it's a great bang for your buck. Family friend, family yeah. friendly entertainment. Bring the kids. Absolutely, and the well, days are getting long, longer. Yeah, you, you absolutely. Got. The days are getting longer, so you know, and, and it's close to downtown. So you know, grab some nice dinner, have something, grab a drink or something, and then come out and check out the show. I highly Preferably recommend Estella. it. Preferably Estella, eh? <laughs> Thank you, my man. Hey, so on Sunday, Loft Country Wrestling returns to Aldergrove. This is. Um, a promotion, another good friend of ours, uh, the very first guest of our show, Scotty Mack, is hosting. Um, we'll get more details on that as well, but that is happening this that Sunday. Sam and Chats will be there. Yeah, and Sam and Chats are going to be at both these shows. So we have a busy weekend of shows to attend here. So we will be there May 21st at All Star Wrestling, and then we will also be there. May 22nd in Aldergrove, I will produce more details for the fans so they can uh, come and check both shows out. Um, come and check out these shows. They're going to be fun. Oh, Vance, yeah. Vance will be at both shows as well. He's, he's scheduled for both of these shows. So uh, that guy's working a busy schedule, man. He's in Kelowna, Vernon, the two nights before. And then he comes to Vancouver. And then he's in Aldergrove. The man is a workhorse. He lives um, and breathes it, man. 24-7. He does. And he, he also has his book coming out. Sorry. He also has his book coming out pretty soon here, Uncontrolled Chaos, which is a look back at Canadian wrestling history. I've been looking at some of the posts online. Phenomenal stuff. Can't wait I to can't get this wait. book. Uh, I will definitely be posting about that as well so I can let you guys, the fans, know when to grab this. And you know what I forgot to do? 
like and subscribe like and subscribe i i always forget to do this but you know what i'll do it in the morning as well i'll bring it out there but hey guys again thank you so much for for all your support and the kind words that we've been getting back from our fans and all the people who are listening um we're working really hard to do the best we possibly can for you so that being said, we really would love it if you guys were to like and subscribe us on all social media platforms, maybe Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, especially YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Samp and Chance, S-A-M-P and symbol C-H-A-N-C-E. That's the search. Look for us. We'll post some links down in the description below as well so you guys can get on there with us. Um, we just want you guys to subscribe. The more we can get people on board with us, the better we have the opportunities to do more for you guys. Um, and that and that's going for both our shows, for our boxing and our, our wrestling show. So again, thank you to everyone for, for supporting us, for listening to us. And, uh, you know, thank you for letting us in your ears. Um, but guess what we have coming up right after this? What do we got? I got to sit down with Mr. Otto Gentile, a.k.a. Vinny Fever, the commissioner himself from all or from Can-Am Wrestling in Calgary, Alberta. I got the opportunity to sit down with him really quick last night. We, we had a quick little conversation. We talked about the things that have happened since we last spoke. Uh, and we also talk about some of the things that have been happening and that are going to be happening in the future. Some of those things include the partnership with big lucha wrestling out of mexico oh, uh, cool. some of the talent that's been coming up here has just been phenomenal um he talks about how they've changed the culture of the current roster in terms of watching their work ethic watching how they prepare and that's kind of rubbing off on some of the talent that's there now which is can only be good yeah um i also came across a really interesting post that he did and I asked him about it very quickly so out of Mexico there's this lady who is considered the queen of the death match the death match that Mick Foley Cactus Jack you know New Japan wrestlers have made famous over the years phenomenal so to have a woman involved in such a gory you know vicious type of match is insane uh we might have the opportunity to actually talk to her. That'd be cool. That'd be amazing. I think the insight to that, I mean, that's just unheard of. How many, have you ever heard of women's death matches? Never once, dude. She must be one tough broad. There's going to be a few tough broads if she's fighting other broads. Yeah, doing this, but I think point. she's fighting guys as well, man. Wow. Right? So this is kind of interesting. I hope that we can, you know, um get the opportunity to chat with her while she's still up here in alberta or in alberta sorry we're in vancouver uh so so we'll we'll see if we can get that so uh yeah everybody sit back relax um so yeah so coming up next after uh we get off the air with you guys i had an exclusive sit down exclusive sit down with Otto gentile the commissioner himself from kinam wrestling uh, we talk about the things that have kind of been going on since we last talked to him and the things that are happening right now and the things that are going to be happening in the future. So, you know, I want you guys to kind of uh, sit back, listen to this great conversation. We, we talk about some of the upcoming shows this week that he has. And um, yeah, it's a great conversation. I really hope that you guys get a lot out of it. So all the people that are in Alberta, um, 
there are no excuses. The shows are out there. So uh, get out there and uh, support some great wrestling out here, man. Ottawa's not only a great promoter and a, and a great owner, but he's a great man. First oh, class. Oh, absolutely. First yeah, class. We, yeah, yeah. We, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the community initiatives that he's working on as well. So to get all those details, man, as soon as we're done with you guys here, uh, we'll get right into that interview. And, uh, you know, guys, have a listen. It's quick. So, you know. Um, also, if you haven't checked out our podcast with Otto, go back in the archives and listen to it and you'll see what I'm saying. How great of a guy he is, his insight, his charitable work. Please go back if you haven't listened to it and check that one out. It's a beauty. 100%, man. We're, we're, we're really grateful to have him as a partner of our podcast. Yeah. And uh, as I said to him in the past, I mean, we just keep working together and unconditionally support one another. We'll always be successful. You know, who knows? Success. Have a chance to make their way to Alberta this summer. Check it out. Well, I was talking to him, and I'm thinking maybe this August will be our best opportunity to do so. Sure. So once we have a bit more details and we're able to confirm some more dates, we'll let you guys know as well that we'll be making our way out there. And uh, yeah, we have yeah. a busy summer ahead of us. A lot of things are going on. So um, we'll go from there. Okay. Also, before I forget to mention, before we uh, go any further here, man. We've been focused so much on talking about Sasha and everyone being so unhappy and blah, blah, blah. You know, the greatest of all time is coming back. The nature boy. The nature boy is coming back to fight his first match in 11 years. Uh, July 31st, man, Ric Flair, 73-year-old Ric Flair coming back to the Nashville fairground to compete in his, his, he says, his final match. What do you think? I don't mind it. You know what? I mean, he's just going to kick and punch. He'll do a couple backdrops. I think he's going to do his top rope spot, though. People think he won't. I think he will. He's going to go up to the top rope while he's going to catch him and throw him down. Well, like I said, you know there's what? two. He's going to sell tickets. People love him. He's tried his stuff. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with it. It's not like it's going to be an hour match. It's going to be a tag match. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. A couple chops, a couple kicks. Well, from what I understand, there's two options here. Either he's going to be in a six-man tag, which would include FTR, who we mentioned okay. earlier, um, and the Rock and Roll Express with another to be named. Now, I've also heard the name Ricky the Dragon Steamboat coming yeah, out of retirement that. to participate in this. Now, is it going to be Ricky and Rick one-on-one, -on -one, or is it going to be a six-man tag? I don't know yet. We're not sure. We'll have to kind of figure that out you know, see where that kind of goes. But um, you're for it. I'm kind of for it, but I'm also concerned about his health. He's going to punch and kick through the couple drops. He's already rolling around and tumbling and he's fine. So I don't think it's a big deal. Well, let's see how it plays out. Let's see what what traction this gains. I mean, this is July 31st, the day after SummerSlam of all days. Oh, wow. Right? So, you know, and I'll, I'll give... AEW, this one, man, they didn't want any, you know, sanctioning the match themselves. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, and I don't blame them. And neither did it WWE, right? Yeah. So, I, I hope he knows what he's doing. But you know what? That being said, I think all the guys that we named would probably be the best guys to be in there with him uh, to protect him and to take care of him. Yeah. Because um, Ricky could go still. I mean, oh, Ricky's amazing, dude. When he fought Jericho, man, holy cow. Yeah, no one saw that. No. He held his own, man. He looked good. Yeah, dude. But he's hey, guess amazing, amazing, amazing athlete. But guess what we have coming up right now? What's that? I had the opportunity to sit down with the commissioner himself of Can-Am Wrestling, 
Mr. Vinnie Fever, Mr. Otto Gentile. We had an opportunity to sit down and have a quick conversation about what has happened since we last spoke to him, the things that are happening right now as we speak, and the things that are going to be happening in the future. Uh, we talk about uh, some of the big names that have come up from Mexico. Uh, they signed a new deal, uh, a partnership deal with Big Lucha Wrestling out of Mexico, which is pretty cool. Uh, we also talk about some of the new community initiatives and the current community initiatives that they're doing. Um, I know you're a big fan of Otto and and you know, just oh, yeah. beyond First, that, the, the oh, man yeah. himself. Um, I think uh, he's an amazing character. He's an amazing fella. Uh, we're very blessed to have him as a partner of our podcast. Um, and for those of you that don't know, we've had him on a previous show. Check the archives, listen to that podcast, and they'll show you how great of a man he is and how his story. It's a great story. Just listen to it if you haven't already. Fantastic. So, you know what? On that note, we'll sign off of here. My name is Bobby Sampson. Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those who support, listen, download, and share our podcast, we salute you. 100%. So everyone, sit back, relax, grab your favorite snacks, and enjoy this quick interview that we did with Otto Gentile. Everyone, have a great night. Be safe, and we'll be talking to you guys really soon. Hey everybody, it's me, Sap. I'm here with Otto Gentile, the commissioner himself, Vinny Fever. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic, man. It's been a minute since we last chatted. Last time we spoke, uh, it was frozen and uh, things were just starting to pick up. Things were starting to open up. Since then, I've noticed you guys have gotten a couple new sponsors uh, to join the family with you. Also, um, you know, I've been looking at some of the things that you guys have been doing with some of the uh, luchadors coming through as well. So it's a lot of big things going on there. Make, what, what, tell us about it. It's been a whirlwind of uh, activity, not only around our school, the Alberta Wrestling Academy, but with Can-Am Wrestling as well. Uh, yes, we just signed a lucrative deal with uh, being able to bring just amazing talent from Mexico to Canada yeah. to star in our shows with Big Lucha Mexico and uh, Bandito's gym. Uh, uh, just having the availability to talk to, you know, the ex Ring of Honor world champion, one of the top five wrestlers in the world is absolutely amazing. That's awesome. And for those who don't know, who are we talking about? Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good thing. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see where the partnership goes. The first three gentlemen that came across that bridge, the proverbial bridge that we created, uh, absolutely amazing guys. Uh, Cyclone Ramirez Jr., uh, El Bandito, and Elemental. Man, top-notch guys. And then we got another guy that came all on his own. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's from Spain. They call mm. him the... Golden Star, Leo Cristiani, and okay. uh, wow, the guy is absolutely amazing, man. He's been spending all his time in Mexico learning to become a luchador. Okay, and uh, to see these guys work to elevate the workers that we have to to the same talent level as these guys, 
has been absolutely a blessing. I'm blessed. What can I say? Oh, that's and awesome. It's one guy that's been elevated. The entire school being able to train as luchadors yes. in our school with these guys has elevated everybody's game, man. It's it's just amazing. That's awesome. So are they still here? Are, are more coming down or what's yeah, the situation? This week. So uh, tomorrow night at the back alley, or Wednesday night at the back alley, sorry, will be the last time they're in the Can-Am Arena. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, Thursday night, we're in Okotoks, Alberta. Uh, Friday night, we're in Medicine Hat, Alberta. And then Sunday, we finish off. Sunday's a special day too, brother. Because the old man turns 56. Oh, wow. So it's my birthday, the last night of the tour, and the last night that the luchadors will perform for us here in Canada because the next day they go home. Uh, actually, the only two that are going home are uh, Elemental and El Bandito. Uh, Cyclone left uh, really early after he only did two weeks with us, and then he had to go back because he's got uh, bookings all over the United States as well. So these two guys have been here just lighting it up on fire. Uh, they got a, uh, a championship match. The two of them belong to the Black Generation, which is a heel faction out of Big Lucha, Mexico. So they have a chance to win the tag team championships here on uh, Wednesday night against the brand, which is the headline Sean Martins and uh, big business Sydney Steele. Uh, I'm going to say that this will probably be the biggest test to the championship since the brand has taken over these titles. So I'm really interested to see what happens. And I'm, uh, I'm going to say that that match is going to be a, a definite show stealer. Fantastic. Now, uh, will any of this be on Slam, your YouTube channel? Uh, we're just working on season two arrival right now, which mm -hmm. will be uh, the present matches of the Mexican luchadors that are here. Then we're going to try to throw in a match from three or four months ago. And of course, we're going to give you that Can-Am classic from 25 years ago as well, making our show about 45 minutes to an hour, which is going to be cool. Uh, we've upped our, our game a little bit. Uh, there will be play-by-play -play this time, but I know you liked it the way it was because it made you pay more attention to it, right? Well, it's kind of cool. I love I love that aspect of it. I mean, commentating is awesome, uh, but, but just being able to watch it, you know, you, I think that's where the true essence of what you're seeing comes out. You're yeah. interpreting it in your own terms, you know, and that's what I love about wrestling. That's that psychology piece, uh, that interpretation. I, I could be sitting with Chance and watching the exact same match without play-by-play, -play, and he'll come out with something completely different from what I would come away with it. So yeah, exactly. I love that aspect, but then again, you know what? Commentating is fun too, because it, it, it brings it up. We're going to give it a try and see how it goes. And uh, if it doesn't work, we can uh, revert back to the old ways. No, hundred percent. Uh, maybe it'll add a little something to uh, the feel of the show, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. So tell me more about the back alley menu, man. I, I see it posted all the time. And uh, what, what can people expect? How, what's the food like? Uh, the home, it's it's our home. Uh, really, they're just trying to cater to our fans. I mean, yeah. we have the best deals on a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything. See, so, that's, yeah. So, 
Bud, Bud Light, Kokanee cans, highballs, nachos, uh, hamburgers, uh, chicken wings, all for five bucks. And, you know, these people pay their hard-earned money to come watch the wrestling show. Uh, it costs, you know, it costs money to get in there. Mm-hmm. And then to give them, to be able to give them these deals for for food and drink is uh, is absolutely amazing. I, I want to give a big shout out to Dennis and Jamal at the uh, Back Alley Nightclub that have made this possible for us. Uh, they continue to work with us to try and make the show grow at the Back Alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have great shows and we have shows that are so-so there. So it's just a matter of what's going on in Calgary. Mm-hmm. It's a busy town. What can you do? No, 100%. We, we are looking forward to coming out this summer. Uh, you know, we'll talk off the air a little bit just to find out what the best time for us to come down. And uh, Chance and I were talking about it this afternoon that, you know, we've done Vegas. We need to make a trip, you know, closer to home now. So our, our next, yeah. Yeah, our next step is towards you guys. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit afterwards and uh, find out exactly when the best time for us to kind of come down. So we can get the most out of it as well and do some uh, live spots with you guys and maybe get some some insight from from some of the from some of the players there as well. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. I mean, absolutely, it's going to be a pretty cool time here. We're 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 expanding, and uh, we want to help you guys do the same. So we're on this journey together, brother. That's the way I see it. Exactly. That's what uh, is the great thing about partnerships and sponsorships. It's it's helping each other grow, and uh, that's exactly what we're going to do for sure. That's awesome, man. Uh, community outreach programs i was so so touched by all the things that you're doing for the children and and the community on our large uh any updates on any new initiatives or how are, are the current ones running this uh, actually medicine hat uh, boys and girls uh clubs i are uh, sorry no the big brothers and big sisters of medicine hat reached out to me today oh awesome. i know about our our, our adopt a buddy program where I said that one of their people could bring three kids to a show that uh, they, they, they don't have to pay for one ticket. So that's starting to now finally take effect. Uh, we're also helping out Strathmore, the Happy Cat Sanctuary Society. They have about 130 felines that need some homes. Uh, one stole my heart. They call him Squeak. He uh, had his leg amputated. He's a cat with three legs. But let me tell you, man, that guy is unbelievably quick for three uh, three legged cat. It's uh, he's just a he's a superstar, and I hope that some family takes him home because he's uh, he's already got gone through enough in his young life. You know, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, we finally got something that we can be proud of in Airdrie. Uh, we are starting to work with the Royal Canadian Canadian Legion number two eighty eight to give something back to the veterans that have served uh, and uh, given us our freedoms, you know? So mm-hmm. be nice to try and raise some money for them. Uh, we're always looking for new people to help, but uh, one community at a time, we'll get there. And mm-hmm. uh, a matter of giving me a call, you know, like, Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. So, uh, so like I was saying. Yeah, we missed most of that. So maybe just from the beginning. Uh, hang for... on. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine now. So you were, you were saying, uh, you know, people can just reach out to you. So from there. 
reach out to me and uh, we will guarantee we'll find a way to help. Uh, we, like I said, we, you got the part about the bro uh, big brothers, big sisters of medicine, mm -hmm. Hat, uh, the happy cat sanctuary in, in uh, Strathmore. Yes. Uh, going to help somebody. Uh, we're partnered up with some great people in Okotoks as well. We're trying to, to do our best there to help as well. Uh, the Legion in Airdrie is now where we're helping big time. We finally got a partnership with the Royal Canadian Legion number 288. Yeah. So we're looking forward to do some fundraising for the veterans. Awesome. Awesome. So it's a good thing. It's a good feeling to help somebody out, you know, get them back on their feet or help them with some awareness, whatever we can do. Uh, the, the incredible superstars uh, uh, that work for us, they're, they're the same, share the same feeling that I do. So just to be able to give back to somebody is amazing. No, 100%. Now on superstars, just to digress a little bit, I came across a post today that made me scroll back up. The queen of the death match. Yes. Okay, so I, I, I'm sure everyone listening knows what the death match is, but I've never heard of the queen of the death match. What's well, that about? And uh, that post, you saw some of the title reigns that she's had. She is the current, I think it's the NXG Women's Extreme Champion, 3,520 days and counting. Wow. And uh, who knows, maybe one of our guys might get a, an ass whooping from this girl. You never know what might happen, right? Shoot, man, shoot. <laughs> I mean... The crazy thing is, is she is with one of the luchadors. Leo Cristiani is uh, their boyfriend, girlfriend. And she reached out to me wanting to come to Canada to, to work here. And what a better way to bring her in, to put her up against our champion, Cav Von Hees. And let's see these two women tear it up. Wow. Right? Giving now, equal opportunity to everybody we can. We don't discriminate here. Uh, styles, uh, uh, gender, whatever. Let's go. Let's 100%. have the can and let's bring the best show that we can to the people that pay their hard earned money to come see us perform for them. Fantastic. Um, the female death match, is it the same as the male death match or is there some? Yeah. But, oh, wow. I, I've seen some of her matches and uh, put it this way. I wouldn't want to get in the ring with her. I, I'm just, I got hairs on the back of my neck that I don't know that I had standing up. <laughs> no kidding, right? Right. We, I mean, like some, that's saying something, man. Well, I look at it this way. I mean, we've been exposed to so much wrestling in both our lives. Uh, I feel that I pretty much, I think I thought I saw everything, right? But a, 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 an extreme match, like a death match involving women, it just, it, it's brand new in my head. I just can't. <laughs> She's been in with some of the greats, like Necro Butcher, like that That guy's nuts. Uh, yeah. Mick Nichols, like. She's been in uh, the in some incredible matches. She's won some incredible deathmatch tournaments. Yeah. Uh, so to be able to have a, a superstar come here 
of that caliber is uh, absolutely now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, no worries. We'll edit this. We'll I'll fix it all up and put it nicely and tidy it all up. Yeah, exactly. Um, cutting at it, brother. No worries, man. Cutting at it. That's what we do. So here's something I really wanted to ask. I mean, I would love to talk to her at some point. I just to kind of get more insight on on that. You're actually in luck because she's going to be here for a while and she's very fluent in English. Awesome. So you'll get that chance maybe uh next week on sunday when we uh sit down to do this again and yeah give you the support through the entire four week uh four four shows this week of what happened and what's going on awesome uh, she'll be there also Fantastic. yes so just to let you know yeah the black generation has found themselves a canadian manager and uh she has that tag team blood in her veins because she is the daughter of the late great dynamite kid oh wow so the dynamite doll is now the official manager of the black generation here in canada and uh who knows maybe she will take them to uh tag team gold this wednesday at the alley right my goodness i think i need to fly out this sunday <laughs> there you go bro. oh wow that's amazing and more hairs i just didn't know i had stood up that's yeah. insane. Just hearing Dynamite's name. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, she's just got, she's got a new book out uh, that uh, depicts the stories of the two, uh, the lives of the British Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith that you guys should uh, really check out. It's 100%. available uh, on her Twitter. So uh, I recommend it. I just picked it up and I just started reading it and I'm looking forward to uh, getting through the book to see right. the, uh, the exploits of the dynamite kid and Davy boy smith well that's going to be amazing that's all amazing so a lot of great publications coming out this spring uh that mr beefy himself is coming out with his uncontrolled chaos as well so um it's a good time to be a wrestling fan man that's right we're on that upswing buddy for seven good years of wrestling let's it's get it while it's hot journey man I'm let's get it. yeah, yeah let's get like you said Awesome. All right. So, Otto, thank you so much for taking out the time. I know you're really busy. Um, I'll get, let you get back to what you got to get back to. And we will touch base this Sunday and uh, get an update on everything that happened. And uh, hopefully we can talk to Miss, to, to the, to the Deathmatch Queen herself. You got it, brother. I'll make it happen for you. You know that. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. And I look forward to uh, starting this thing with you every Sunday. And uh, like I said, just let me know who you want to talk to, and I'll make sure that we uh, get the superstars involved so that uh, we can make this a lot of fun. Awesome, brother, man. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll get all the details out and all the phone numbers out so that people can reach you and contact you. So we'll set that all up, and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome, brother. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you, my man. Talk to you soon.